Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Undiluted Word podcast. I am Dara Dara, your host, and I'm excited to get into this new episode. It's a little bit different to what we've been talking about in the past, and but as always, I do hope that you'll find it enlightening, encouraging, and educating. So I said it's a little bit different because I'm doing a book review slash recommendation slash I think you should definitely read this book and some of my own opinions and thoughts as well. So a quote to begin with is life isn't about creating yourself it's about discovering who God created you to be. So that's the whole gist of what I'm going to be talking about today. So without further ado let's get straight into it get your notepads get your note apps and let's go. So in life, there are a few questions that people seem to ask at one point in their life, whether old or young or working, not working, in school, not in school. These are the questions. Who am I? What is my purpose on earth? Where am I headed to? And a phrase that I've heard quite a lot in younger people will be, I'm going to, I don't know, think of a random place, Australia. I'm going to Australia to find myself. I'm going to take some time off or I'm going to take a break um, in whatever I'm doing at the moment to go and find myself. And there's something about the human mind or the human race generally that feels that they are lost and there's a desire to have meaning in life. And that's not a problem. I thought it was before um, because when I was younger... (laughs) I used to always have these random questions coming into my mind and they used to freak me out. I'd be think, I'd just be sitting down and I'd be thinking, why aren't I an ant? (laughs) Like, seriously, I'd be like, hmm, why am I actually a human being? Like, what am I here for? What am I doing? Um, And I don't know, maybe that's like like an identity or maybe just a problem with existence like existential crisis or whatever it's called I don't know but like just not understanding why you're here and questions like that really used to bug my mind and frustrate me to a point that I'd get so confused and be like okay do you know what I'm here right now and that's all that matters let me just do whatever I can do right now like yeah I used to be so baffled but over time those questions seem to have been resolved and I have more of an understanding of the question what on earth am I here for that's actually the name of the book it is the purpose-driven life what on earth am I here for by Rick Warren so make a note of that that's the name of the book so just throw out a question there what is your definition of your best life I did a poll on Instagram I love doing these polls to get people's opinions and thoughts and I got a varied response varied but also quite similar so having money in my bank account in fact having enough money in my bank account peace with god family and friends exploring the good things life has to offer small meals big holidays mocktails that type of thing living lavish traveling again vacations all inclusive to be exact relaxation eating good food eating well in general that's that's a me type of person (laughs) um working out seeing family and friends making new memories holiday again and forgetting your worries at home someone said which i thought was really cute when i'm out and forget my phone exists mental peace good food good company and someone also said their best life is that everyone that they love is okay they are happy and content 
whilst also keeping up the motivation to hit new goals. Another one said, living freely knowing God has always got my back. And one that really struck me that I think embodies what I'm going to talk about today is living your full potential, loving life and being close to friends, family and God. (laughs) All right, so... I don't think there's a problem or anything wrong with the ways that people have described their best life to be. You picture this good food, good vibes, traveling, adventure, the good things in life. And that's not a problem. God also wants us to have good things in life because that's just who he is. He likes enjoyment as well. However, living on purpose is the only way to really, really live. Everything else is simply just existing. And I'll go into this in more detail. A quote by Joyce Mayer said, don't be satisfied with a mediocre, okay, barely getting along life. Go for the very best life God has for you. So God wants us to have a good life, not just a mediocre, okay, it's all right, yeah, I'm okay, da-da-da-da-da. He wants us to live our best life, okay? Going through some of my um, blog posts that I've written in the past, I did have one entitled living your best life in 2018 and I just want to share with you a passage that has what I think is a secret to living your best life. Psalms 34 verse 12 to 14 reads whoever of you loves life and desires to see many good days keep your tongue from evil and your lips from telling lies turn from evil and do good seek peace and pursue it. I'll read it one more time that is Psalms 34 verse 12 to 14. Whoever of you loves life and desires to see many good days, I think that's me, that's you, everybody, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. So here are some undiluted words that I got from that passage. If you want to live your best life, number one, keep your tongue from evil. Number two, keep your lips from telling lies. Number three, turn away from evil. Number four, do good. And number five, seek and pursue peace. And I think those points are fairly self-explanatory because once you do those things, all those issues and problems that you have that make life a lot more complicated kind of get resolved. Now, going back to the quote by Joyce Mayer about living a mediocre life, that's not what God wanted for us. The Bible says, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. That is John 10 verse 10. The thief, that refers to Satan. He comes to steal, kill and destroy. Negative stuff. We don't want that. But Jesus, he has come that we may have life and have it more abundantly. So with that, you see, life is in a matter of degrees. You can have it. It's okay. You get along. You're surviving. And that's cool. But Charles Spurgeon says, life is a matter of degrees. Some have life, but it flickers like a dying candle and is indistinct as the fire in the smoking flax. Others are full of life and are bright and vehement. I want to be full of life. Don't know about you, but likes to be bubbly, you know, enjoy life, not just surviving, but you're actually thriving in life. And that is what God wants, the very best. Someone with a lot of life has increased energy Someone with a lot of life has the ability to do great things. Someone with a lot of life has an overflow of enjoyment. Me and enjoyment, mm mm-hmm, I love it. We really love to see it. 
Another quote that I've shared previously in um, that same blog post said, you are not living your best life until you are living for Jesus. Wow. So I was thinking, what is what does it mean to live for Jesus? And to live for Jesus means that you have a life filled with purpose. And fullness of life is found when you have a Christ-centered purpose. Erakai Chan said, life without purpose is like an unsharpened pencil. It has no point. I don't want my life to have no point. And I'm sure none of you that are listening to me right right now want that for yourselves either. Without real purpose, you'll be wondering, what on earth am I here for? Why on earth am I on earth? (laughs) So so that is basically what this book that I'm talking about, The Purpose Driven Life, really explores and delves into. If you want to know why you are placed on this earth or this planet, you must first begin with God. You were born by his purpose and for his purpose. And I think that's why a lot of people start in the wrong place. As I said earlier, a lot of people say, I'm going to wherever to find myself. And we sort of look very inwardly, try to find what our purpose is from ourselves. We ask a lot of self-centered questions like, what do I want to be? What should I do with my life? What are my goals, my ambitions, my dreams for the future? But focusing on ourselves never truly reveals our life's purpose. We didn't create ourselves. So there is no way we can possibly tell ourselves what we were created for. It's like I give you an invention right now, something you've never seen before, some some weird apparatus. You wouldn't know what its purpose is and the invention itself can't tell you, hey, this is what I'm here for or this is what you can use me to do. Only the creator or the owner of that thing or the maybe a manual, if it was given to you, reveals what the purpose is of that weird and wonderful invention. You were made by God and for God and until you understand that, life on earth will continue to puzzle you. And so I think going back to Dara when she was younger, because I wasn't aware of the fact that, of course, you know that God made you, but um, until you truly understand what that means and the fact that now everything that you do in life sort of reflects his purpose for you, you continue to be puzzled and wonder exactly what am I doing here? Like You never have that sort of satisfaction with the fact that you're living your best life. It's only in God that we can discover our origin, our identity, our meaning, our purpose, why we are significant and then essentially our destiny as well. Every other path sort of leads to a dead end. In the Bible, in Proverbs 19 verse 21, it says, many are the plans in a man's heart but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails, i.e. it's God's purpose and God's plan for your life that sort of lasts. It re- it lasts longer than what we intend for ourselves and it gives us fulfilment. So going back to those vital questions that people ask at some point in their lives, who am I, why do I matter and what is my place in life? They have, those, those are like the three eyes, and this was talked about in the book. Your identity, who am I? your importance, why do I matter? And then your impact, what is my place in life? And there are different self-help books I'm sure that you may have come across to help try and figure out the answers to these questions. They give different advice about how to be successful, um, steps to be successful and to find out what you can do in life to really make the most out of life. But I think anyone can be successful if you are goal-oriented and you put your mind to it. But success and fulfilling your life's purpose are not necessarily synonymous. You can reach all your personal goals in life, 
be really successful by the standards of maybe the world and still miss the purpose for which God created you. And as I said before, a life without purpose is really an unsharpened pencil. There's no point. And so this book, The Purpose Driven Life, isn't a self-help book. It's not like the normal type of do this, do this, do this. I don't really read a lot of self-help books, so I can't really give you specific examples. Um, But this book helps you take a step back in life and sort of ask these thought-provoking questions that lead you on the path that God created you to be. As Rick Warren takes you through 40 days of reading one chapter at a time, you get answers to why you're on earth. And the answers to those questions about your identity, your importance and your impact can be found in God's five purposes for our life. I'll leave those five points as a surprise (laughs) for those who actually want to read the book because I do think you'll gain so much from reading the book personally by yourself and you can read it um you can actually read it as with someone else just to keep you accountable as well and there are questions at the end of each chapter which really make you think and apply the concepts that have been discussed in that chapter to your life so I think definitely if there's a book you should read this year it is The Purpose Driven Life. So going back again to living a Christ-centered life. God is not just the starting point of your life. He is a source of it. And so to discover your purpose in life, you must turn to God's word, not the world's wisdom, such as the self-help books or maybe what other people around you tell you. You must build your life on eternal truths and not just pop psychology and success motivation or only inspirational stories. I'm currently reading the book of Ephesians and I'm absolutely loving it. The Bible says in Ephesians 1 verse 11, it's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, he had his eye on us, had designs on us for glorious living, part of the overall purpose he's working out in everything and everyone. That first chapter even has in Christ written so many times and It just consolidates the fact that our identity is in Christ. The first point I want to share with regards to that um, text in Ephesians 1 verse 11 is that you discover your identity and purpose through a relationship with Jesus Christ. Without having that close relationship with him, you might struggle in terms of finding out what your identity and purpose is. And I think what changed again in terms of younger Dara and thinking why can't she be an aunt was that I discovered my identity in Christ and as a result of that it changed my overall perspective on how life was intended to be and why I was here on earth so take today to be the first step that you decide that you want to grow a better relationship with Christ even if you don't know much about him or where to start from literally just taking that one step and once you taste and see that the Lord is good you're not going to want to turn back um yeah that's a disclaimer second point god was thinking of you long before you ever thought about him okay from the beginning of the world he had already been thinking about us he been thinking about you before you were conceived he already knew about you and the purpose he had for your life and his plans are so much greater than what we can ever think for ourselves he planned it all before you existed without your input okay without your input and so we can choose our career, our boyfriend, girlfriend, spouse, hobbies and many other parts of our life. But we don't get to choose our purpose because that was already created long before we came 
to be a thing, a person. And now the third point, the purpose of your life fits into this larger cosmic purpose that God has designed for eternity. So you are one piece in a bigger puzzle. But still, that one piece is very, very important. Those are the three main points I wanted to share. I don't know exactly what it is, but we tend to forget and drift from our purpose. Maybe because of everything that's happening in the world around us, we can often drift away from the purpose that we have in life. So it's good to make a life mission statement. And the book by Rick Warren helps us to write one out. This statement is a statement that summarises God's purpose for your life. It's a statement that sort of points the direction you intend to go in. The Bible says in Proverbs 4 verse 26, Know where you are headed and you will stay on solid ground. If you don't know where you're going, you're going to end up nowhere basically. Proverbs also says, An intelligent person aims at wise action but a fool starts off in many directions. I don't want to be a fool and I'm sure you don't want to be either. So it's important to have this mission statement for your life that gives you a direction. It's a statement that defines success for you, not by what the world thinks is success, because the world thinks a lot of things is success. It states what you believe is important, not what the world says is important. And it sort of clarifies your own values. It's a statement that should clarify your role in society, in life. You'll have different roles at different stages in life, but your purpose will never change. And so it's also good to have all of those things in mind. It's a statement that also expresses your shape. And Rick Warren goes and describes a lot more about what shape means. And I'll also keep that for suspense. Um, It reflects the unique ways God made you to serve him in general. Focus on God's purpose for your life, not your own plans, because that's what will last forever. Our goal is to measure up, level up to what God's plans are for our lives. I love Paul. If you have been on social media, you may have realised that I think he's my like biblical MCM, Man Crush Monday, for those of you who don't know. Because, oh, I don't know, You just I just fall in love with him every time when I've read about his life and what he was doing. So for those of you who don't know Paul... Paul actually started off as Saul and he had one purpose. Don't know where he got that purpose from, but he thought he was doing the right thing. He was headed in one direction and that was to persecute Christians. Wow. <laughs> he, But he thought he was doing the right thing and he thought that was what God's plan and purpose was for his life. But thank God that God stepped into Saul's life and situation and Paul had this revelation at one point where he then realises he's actually been headed in the wrong direction he's been working against god in the name of god saying he loves god as well and he has this sort of u-turn and lives this purpose-driven life again in this opposite direction bringing people into christianity and bringing people to god and it's just like whoa what a u-turn of life and For me, Paul's life basically embodies a life that was purpose-driven, filled with purpose. And because of that, he experienced the fullness of God. He says, I run straight to the goal with purpose in every step. He has a lot of analogies to do with like um, athletics, but it's always about going towards the price, which is to really fulfill God's purpose in his life um, and be who God called him to be. His only reason for living was to fulfill the purposes God had for him. He also says, 
For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. He wasn't afraid of either living or dying. Either way, he wanted to fulfill God's purpose for him. And he knew that once he did that, he could never lose. Wow. Now do you know why he's my MCM? <laughs> okay, we've now come to the end of the episode. And I just want you to really consider what is your purpose in life? Have you taken time to sit down and consider what direction you are headed in? Where did you get this idea from or how did you come up with this idea? It's always good to sort of take a step back and really consider and reflect on where you're headed in life because as the text in Proverbs says, a fool starts off in many directions and we don't want to be called a fool. So I hope this has encouraged you to maybe check out the book called The Purpose Driven Life, What on Earth Am I Here For? by Rick Warren. And if you've already read it, let me know um, via Instagram what you thought about it and what were like your main points. Um, Yeah, if you loved it, if you didn't love it, why didn't you love it? Because I'd like to know as well. But my prayer is that we will all seek to live a life filled with the very best God has for us, that we will take the relevant steps that we need to be able to walk in a God-ordained purpose a purpose-driven life and to fully understand why on earth we are on earth so go forth and seize every opportunity to live your best life possible because that's what god wants for us as well don't forget about the book that i've already mentioned several times and i'm sure you haven't forgotten the name also check out the blog post about living your best life in 2018 you can find that on www.theundilutedword.com And finally, don't forget to follow on Instagram. If you haven't done so already, what are you doing? There's some lovely gems on there that I've been sharing with people, such as an IGTV video called Hearers vs. Doers. And I've also released a gospel playlist that I'll be updating regularly. So make sure you check that out and let me know what you think. Till you hear from me again in two weeks' time, bye-bye and stay blessed.